the Colossus by Sylvia Plath. I shall never get you put together entirely, pieced, glued, and properly jointed. Mule bray, pig grunt, and body and cackles proceed from your great lips. It's worse than a barnyard. Perhaps you consider yourself an oracle, mouthpiece of, of the dead, or of some god or other. Thirty years now I have labored to dredge the silt from your throat. I am none the wiser. Scaling little ladders with glue pots and pails of Lysol, I crawl like an ant in mourning over the weedy acres of your brow to mend the immense skull plates and clear the bald white tumuli of your eyes. A blue sky out of the Orestia arches above us, O oh Father, all by yourself. You are pithy and historical as the Roman Forum. I open my lunch on a hill of black cypress. Your fluted bones and acenthine hair are littered in their old anarchy to the horizon line. It would take more than a lightning stroke to create such a rune. Nights I squat in the cornucopia of your left ear out of the wind. Counting the red stars and those of plume color, the sun rises under the pillar of your tongue. My hours are married to shadow. No longer do I listen to the scrape of a keel on, on the blank stones of the landing. So I believe that this is a poem directed towards her father and that Sylvia Plath, um, she actually wrote this uh, a couple, well, the same year that she uh, committed suicide. So she was battling a bit of depression, and I think this poem kind of conveys a little bit of that depression. Um, it's a pretty dark poem. She um, is speaking to her father, as previously mentioned, um, and she's like speaking about how being in this world was like really draining and how she couldn't like like be around him because he was just spouting nonsense and it was just so loud and that could be seen in uh the first stanza where she was like mule bray pig grunt and body cackles proceed from your great lips it's worse than a barnyard uh she uses a metaphor um as well as some other literary elements in that first stanza to like construct the way she felt about listening to her father um she kind of says that after all this hard work that she's done she hasn't really received anything or seen much of a difference throughout her life um and this is really draining for her um but at the same time she sees that uh her father who I'm assuming she's uh, referring her father kind of to the Colossus, which is like a huge and widely worshipped statue in the Roman and Greek times. Um, and people worship him and see him as like a statue to be worshipped, like quite literally. Um, and, I don't know, she's labored so hard 
and not received anything out of this. And it's just frustrating for her. Um, I think that this can also be seen through um, in the first, in the second and the third uh, stanzas. Um, she like directly says, 30 years now I have labored to dredge the silt from your throat. I am none the wiser. Um, that supports what I just stated about how she like has labored. Um, and she's comparing his size to the tiny ladders or the little ladders with the glue pots and pails of Lysol. Um, in the third stanza, uh, I crawl like an ant in mourning. And I assume that's really, really slow because um, mourning usually means like you're trying to get over something and the ants are kind of tiny. So yeah. Um, I also see in the fourth paragraph, uh, stanza, sorry, how she mentions um, something about God. Maybe she's comparing, um, well, actually, she mentions God several times, but she's trying to convey that her father sees himself like some God. Um, and how he thinks that he needs to be worshipped, uh, and how he needs to be taken care of and listened to. And she just kind of doesn't want to anymore because he's like getting older and the older he gets, the more she's just like, no, I can't take this. And I see that in the fourth stanza where she's like, you are pithy and historical as the Roman forum. I open my lunch on a hill of black cypress. Your fluted bones and essenthine hair are littered. Um, and I can also tell that uh, she she liked using a lot of hyperboles and metaphors in this because it was a way to get her point across really well. And I think that it actually worked out really well. Like, uh, it would take more than a lightning stroke in the fifth stanza uh, to create such a rune. Nights I squat in the cornucopia of your left ear out of the wind. She's talking about how she felt sheltered um, in his shadow, like out of the direct, harsh, um, like, world. Um, I don't know, I, I kind of can relate to that. I feel sheltered in some ways, and I believe that she was to an extent. Um, and maybe, maybe this uh, poem was about more, maybe it was about how she wanted to, like, break free of that, almost. Um, counting the red stars and to those of plume color, the sun rises under the pillar of your tongue, my hours are married to shadow. Uh, no longer do I listen for the scrape of a keel on the blank stones 
of the landing, I see this as a sort of goodbye. Um, she's like, as the sun rises, uh, I'm tied to the shadows. I can't be seen in the sun. So maybe she's like, my lifespan is only going to be as long as the night lasts. Um, so maybe it's something like when her father rises and is seen in full glory, she kind of caves in on herself and um, she, she just like caves. Um, and maybe that can also be taken as she caves to the pressure uh, because maybe all this hard work that she put into like building the statue, like taking care of the statue, which still represents her father, um, has like taken so much of a toll on her that she's just like, no, I, I don't want to be seen. But, or maybe she's like, um, I, as much as like, maybe she wants other people to see that she's like put work into her father, but she doesn't want to be like known for it. Um, uh, it just kind of makes sense in my opinion that that's what's going on in this poem. No longer do I listen for the scrape of a keel on the blank stones of the landing. I think that she is just finished. Um, she doesn't hear the labor that she put into this and that the blank stones of the landing are more of a uh, platform that she was using to create this statue that she was uh, creating. And she's just done with it. She's vacated the area. Um, so I think that this poem was set in more of a Roman time because she wanted it to be extravagant and just like outshine her normal world, like her depressed, kind of dark, kind of sad world. Um, and I don't know, I, I feel like that can be supported by her using the big statue, like that's all like constantly worshiped um, by her and maybe possibly by many people. Um, as a centerpiece to this poem. Uh, I don't know, I feel this that this poem can, is like a very solemn piece because she's just kind of like saying goodbye in my opinion because as I previously stated she was really depressed and like this is written the same year she committed suicide and I don't know, I, I just have this really good feeling that, well, not good, but, like, I have this feeling that it's just kind of saying I worked hard and I have nothing to show for that other than this person who is, like, there and, I don't know, it's my time. Um, and I feel like she uses a lot of really, really, um, Kind of like 
low choices and word choice like low word choices to set the mood for the reader um like in the first stanza it was i shall never put you together entirely pieced glued and properly jointed um mule bray pig grunt and body cackles like those are all like really I don't want to say negative words, but they almost are, and I don't know, when I read that first stanza, I already know that it's going to be a sort of solemn poem because of how she lays it out. She um, uses wordplay to kind of push the reader into the poem. Uh, she uses like words like to dredge the silt from your throat in the second stanza, uh, as well as I'm none the wiser, like she doesn't know what's going on almost. Um, and that uh, you are pithy and hysterical as the Roman Forum. I don't know, that just seems kind of old. And um, I don't know, old things kind of mean negative things, in my opinion, so maybe she was trying to, like, bring an older aspect into it to, like, kind of relate it back to more of a historical setting, maybe. Um, and in the fifth stanza, she goes, and with, this, with the same kind of old setting, it's like, in their old anarchy to the horizon line, it would take more than a lightning stroke to create such a ruin. Nights I squat in the cornucopia of your left ear out of the wind. I feel that that's actually kind of a really cool stanza. Like, that's probably my favorite stanza in this whole poem because I just think it's really well written because in the first line... I don't completely understand what in the old anarchy to the horizon line means, but I'm, I'm taking it it's like more of a setting and it would take more than a lightning stroke to create such a ruin. Um, I, I feel like that is explaining that um, something major, like you can clearly see that something um, is going on around the world or something. And that she's saying something huge, kind of like supernatural, like um, like godly kind of did it, did it. And how she is kind of like hiding from it. And I know I keep going back to stanza five and that's probably because I really like it, but um, yeah, okay. So, I don't know, like, other than that, she just uses a lot of figurative language to get her point across. Um, metaphors, like, it's worse than a barnyard, um, in stanza one, like, my hours are married to shadow, um, over the weedy acres of your brow, uh, personification is also used, as well as a few others. I don't know. 
I feel like there there's so much more about this poem, but I've kind of ran over time and I'm, I'm gonna stop now.